0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode. We're going to continue our conversation with Mo Muscles. Do you want Mo Muscles, Marty? (laughs) What a clever name. M O W. Mo, like Mo the Grass, Muscles, Mo Muscles. Uh, He is from Pennsylvania and a friend of the show. He's been on multiple times now. And uh, yesterday we chatted about the pillars in his business of generosity and community. And today he's going to share the other two pillars uh, that drive his business. Thank you to today's show sponsor for making this all possible. Company Cam. Guys, Company Cam can save you an hour a day, every day. Find out how they're saving contractors an hour a day, every day, greenindustrypodcast.com slash Company Cam. Also, thank you to Golf Coast Bookkeeping. You guys know Megan and Joey, my personal bookkeepers. They could be your bookkeepers too. Golf Coast Bookkeeping. Well, without further ado, here's my uh, next phase of my interview conversation. He's a great conversationalist. Uh, Brent Stoy from Mo Muscles. Enjoy us as we talk about the four pillars in his lawn care business. All right, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode. We got Brent. Back to uh, share with us those pillars in uh, your business, Brent. And uh, we talked on yesterday's program about generosity being one pillar and community being uh, a second pillar. And I thought that was really cool about the community because you know this podcast, I, I try to interview folks and, and let them share what they've learned over the years and, and their story. And I always wanted the podcast to be like a library, like a education, like a school where you can just go through it and if you listen to the episodes, you know, over time you're going to get so much knowledge. So, I'm thankful to be a part of that community aspect. And um now I'm curious, what's uh pillar number 3?
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks Paul. Um yeah, and just back to to what you're just saying real quick. It it is a great community and I just want to thank you for for investing in that and um and really raising the bar of of our industry, um, and not making it like this this cutthroat competition, but more so like, hey, we're all in this together. Like, let's let's band together. Let's see how we can all elevate um, elevate our services so that we're all equally like just professional and profitable. And that that's huge. It's funny. I'll, I'll drive around here. And, uh, I kind of do like the, oh, you're a landscaper or lawn, you know, lawn care, like wave out the window. Cause I can see they're driving the rig mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll get like these, these furrowed brows just mugging like waving at me. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, no, like give me a wave back. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's
0: bizarre. Like I, I, in the neighborhood, that I used to work in just one neighborhood, and so I, I would come to know most of the companies in there, and, and the owners and stuff like that. And some of these guys, I mean, they would just—I drive by, like you said, and they would just mean mug me. They just stare me down, yeah. like they, they, like I was their competition, and, and they had just had this scarce mentality. Um, which was outrageous because this neighborhood had about a thousand homes, and I was just listening to Charles Barkley. Um, he's a basketball player down here, and well, he used to play basketball. And now he's an analysis guy. He was playing okay. at the golf course in the neighborhood, and he's like, "Man, he's looking at all these mansions. He's like, this is where all the rich people live, I guess." And, <laughs> and I was like, thinking, "Yeah, you know, so where I." Um, there's so much money spent on landscaping in this neighborhood. It's like, there's enough for all of us. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then other folks would do the same thing. I, I actually talking to, I thought he was my friend and he, you know, he lived about Well, the neighborhood that he serviced, the area he serviced, I didn't have any yards in that part of Atlanta. Atlanta's huge. And I mean, it's like probably 40 miles from where I'm work. It's so far away. And I was asking him all these like deep questions about pricing and about how much he's charging. And I mean, I'm going after like the details. And he just like pauses. Uh, Brent. And he starts like yelling at me. He's like, man, I thought we were friends. He's like chewing me out for, he's like, I don't trust you. And why you want to know? And like, you're trying to take my wow. customer. And I was like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, I'm not even going to go work there and be like, I'm an open book. Like, I'll tell you exactly what, like, I, I just want to know. I'll tell you everything, what I'm charging, why I'm charging. I-, I just, Yeah. this was a long time ago and I was really trying to learn more. And this guy, like, Literally chewed me out. And he was like, Ah, you're trying to steal my customers. I know it. And I don't trust. I was like, bro. And then, you know, I haven't really talked to him since it was, it was bizarre. And so this podcast, it's like for guys that get generosity and and who actually want to help one another. You know, when I when I Mm. bring on a guest, I'm like, tell me your best secrets. Tell me what you're charging. Tell me (laughs) your tell me all tell us all. Like, let's all, if we all share together. Then the industry, the rates are going to rise. We're all going to make more yeah. profit. It's going to make it better. And so the, the guys out there with the the eyebrow gaze and the mean mugging, that's that's just sad. And it it reveals their heart. I mean, it reveals the the um, poverty mentality and the that competent you know competitive spirit versus the guys mm. like Fullerton and. And Caleb Allman and, and I could give, you know, the names of the guys, but they just want to give and be generous and um want to help because in the, on the other side, this is the last thing I was thinking, you, you hit my button, Brent. But then on the other, <laughs> other side of the bit, you get the guys out there that are know-it-alls, that they just, they just look down like they're snotty, like, oh, you know, look at that, you know, rookie and they, they mm-hmm. like- they I mean they do have good businesses, but they look down on others for who are who are making mistakes and who are young in business and there's this like arrogance, like I'm better than you, and oh, that that is that's just as bad as the guy meat mugging me. I, I think that part of the community that's helpful is the guys that are more profitable and you know, more experienced and that are successful, that they actually have a heart to help the guy who's just getting started out. So he doesn't have to make all those mistakes, not look down on that brand new guy. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking before I, uh, <laughs> you, you got <laughs> no, me, uh, you good. got me going, bro. Uh, pillar no, one, generosity, pillar two, community. Take take us away with pillar three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so pillar three. Um, and, and again, these, these probably seem very untraditional, for like how you would build your business, you know? Um, I don't know if you're talking to like Gary Vee or someone like, um, but anyway, uh, pillar three is simply hard work, Mm. hard work. Um, being an entrepreneur, I I feel like can often be, um, romanticized and, um, and there is something really special and cool about running your own business, but uh it's it's a lot of work. And I know I romanticized it <clears throat> um at first. I was like, Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be great, I can do anything I, I want, I'll be the boss, yada yada yada. And then coming to realize like, oh my gosh, this is this is so exhausting and stressful and the amount of pressure you face, you know, every day, it it's not like you're at a at a job and where you can, you know, nine to five clock in clock out and go home like that pressure stays with you when you own your own business even though i try and i and i say i try i am learning to kind of shut my phone off at you know like five thirty, and and Take a Sabbath, a full Sabbath on on Sunday. Where I don't do any work, uh, you know, nothing, just with the family, you know. Yeah. and I'm learning how to do that. But me too. <laughs> that pressure, yeah, that pressure is still it's still always kind of there in the back of your mind, it, and and I'm learning to deal with that in a healthy kind of way. But but hard work is 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 definitely pillar number three um there's a lot of hard work. And what do I mean by that, Paul? So there's two kinds of hard work. There's the hard work of working the 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 you know the technician level work where you're out in the field and you have the hand to hand combat on on the weed whacker, on the mower, um you're out driving around, you're putting the mulch down, you're doing all that hard work. And that that's physically exhausting and then you have the pressure as a business owner of like, all right, I got to make sure that, you know, I'm not flinging any gravel towards cars or windows and I'm going to break something. <laughs> and, uh, so there's, there's this constant pressure when you're the business owner and, um, you have to be okay with that. You have to embrace the hard work. There's, uh, there's working on the business. So that, that, that first, work, you know, is, is working in in your business as as Michael Bay would put it. And then there's working on on the business, which is uh vital coming up with those systems and procedures that's gonna allow the business to to flow and, and be profitable. And I mean we really need to, to slow down and figure this stuff out. Especially I'm talking to the guys who are just getting their business up and running? Maybe, as <laughs> Paul, as you put it, getting the boat um, close, close to the, the dock. dock. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, maybe you're you're you know you're just trying to launch this year or next year, and uh, or maybe you're just like me, where it's a fledgling. You're only two, three seasons in, and, and it's still very immature and young and delicate. We need to slow down. And really make sure that we know what we want our business to be. And this is going to look differently for, for everybody else. Um, you know, we, we maybe we want to be a solo uh, owner-operator. That's awesome. You can be very profitable as a solo owner-operator. Or maybe you want to build like a, an enterprise and have many fleets. You need to figure this kind of stuff out define what kind of business do I want to have? What do I want this business to be? Where do I see it going? These are really important questions to ask. This is a hard work aspect to being an entrepreneur, to owning your own company, um, getting those little details down. And it's funny, like training, I have my first full-time employee this, this season, Paul, and uh, that's been really cool, but also, super challenging. Mm -hmm. And just realizing all the little things that I kind of take for granted because I'm like, well, this is how I do it. This is what makes sense. And then realizing, oh, every little thing needs to be communicated. The second you bring somebody else into the business, that's not you. For example, you know, when I'm putting shovels and rakes in in the truck, I'll I'll lay the handle, I'll hold the handle and lay the, the head of the equipment further in the back of the truck so I can just grab the handle and go and then seeing like my guy load the shovel head first in the back and then it makes it really hard there's little things like this like you have to know how do I want my trailer loaded every time like this is the most efficient and quickest way to load the trailer and truck and you need those systems and procedures and even like write it down have have your own little kind of training manual so to speak you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, an employee handbook. A, a lot of uh, companies. We we I got to bring on one of my friends that got all these employees and have these employee handbook because I know what I know exactly what you're saying and and you just you just assume that they know and you're like wait a minute I never even explained it to them I never even taught them and you got to yeah. understand the guys working with us that I mean they they're their mentality isn't the same as ours. We, we really are, Mm. this is like our baby, you know what I mean? Yeah. And to them, they're just trying to get some money and to go buy Doritos and a Mountain Dew, you know what I mean? So it's it's, uh, it's a, they have a whole nother uh, mentality.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to, you have to work around that. And if you, if you want to be a, a, a high level company and, uh, and do really high-level work and, and charge, you know, a very good rate for that, you're going to have to know how you want your guys to work and have clear expectations written out. And this is all working on your business, and, and it takes a lot of time. And this being my first season with a, a full-time employee, uh, I'm learning so much about how unprepared and inefficient, and, you know, like, I'm just all the... The lack of systems and procedures is just glaring me down this spring rush. It's, it's crazy. I'm kind of excited for for the winter, so I can like have the time I need to really get organized here. It's funny. Every season, I'm like, all right, this one's going to be really good. I, I I learned from last season, so I got this. And then there's a curveball, something I wasn't expecting. Where I'm like, oh man, I, I wasn't ready for this. And uh, and that's kind of how this season's been bringing on the, the new employee, um, I was thinking, Paul, that it was going to kind of help me out with all the work and, and all the lawns that I got. And uh, and it's, it's almost been more work training this guy because he really doesn't have any experience. He's awesome. Um, very, very good, like just emotional intelligence, great guy to be around, but just zero experience with kind of manual labor like this. And so it's almost taking me more time having to train him and show him everything and walk through the properties still. And I'm like, man, I, I, I should just be doing it myself. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's, that's pillar three is is hard work. And, um, and I, I just want to say this too, Paul, if I, if I can, I know that this time of year, it this week has been, so rough for me, kind of like a lot of stuff going wrong. Um, I underquoted a big job and, oh, and, uh, oh, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, so oh. I'm really, I- I'm lucky if I'm going to break even on this job. Oh. And Been there, my, my done truck, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. My truck is in the shop now. It, it, it decided it wanted to pay a visit to the mechanic last night and um, just a lot of this, this week is tough. And so I, I get the exhaustion and the pressure and if anybody's listening and they're going through that one, you're not alone. We're we're in this together. You're going to have those, those bad times. And, and Paul shares about this all the time, like gain encouragement that, that he's made those big mistakes and look where he is now. Like we will get through this. Okay. And then also make sure that you're, if you, if you see signs of like, that you're not handling it well, or or maybe getting discouraged or depressed or anxious, like call somebody, get, get help. If you need help, like that's okay. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. If if you, if it's just too much, that's okay. Like get help. Anyway, that's, that's a little mental health plug. Yeah. And and
0: another mental health plug is time is on our side because I remember I I did a 14,000 plus dollar job that I didn't break even on it. I would have been ecstatic if I broke even on this mistake, but it costed me thousands of dollars plus um, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours hours of my life on this at the time. You know, I thought it was a gigantic job. And in hindsight, if I would have never taken the job, I would have been better off. I would have saved myself that time. I could have, you know, invested in more pleasant experiences and I would have financially been better off because it, it ended up costing me. I underquoted and oh, I don't even want to open up that can of worms right now. But wow. at, in the moment, and this was a long time ago, I remember just being so overwhelmed and, and physically in my body. I was like sick. Um, emotionally, mm. I was just um, nervous and like overwhelmed and you know, now it's five, six years later, and I look back, and it's just a, it's just like a laugh. It's just kind of like, oh man, that was dumb. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? Like, red, I, I ignored all these red flags. I didn't even realize. But time is our friend in the sense that we'll have more mm. opportunity. You're going to get another shot at a job that might be similar to the one you may have underquoted, and next time around, you're going to know. Oh, wait a second. I'm going to boost the price here, and uh, you know, make sure I got margin here, and and they'll just be um. More opportunities in the future where we can have like a restoration or redemption of these past mistakes and then learn from these mistakes. Okay, where did I go wrong? Why did I get myself in this position? And then make sure we turn the ship so we don't do it again. But there is going to be, you know, next spring, no matter what's happening politically or whatever's going on in the world, I guarantee you. Next spring, the sun's going to come up and the the grass is going to start growing, and there's going to be another spring and another uh, spring rush, and the next year there's going to be another spring and another spring rush and another. It, it's you know the the biology of the grass and and the way the Lord set this universe up. We we we're, we we got work to do, uh, for a long time, and um, there'll be more opportunities, and uh, you know, the time, you know, in the future is our friend because we can um correct these mistakes. So. Um, Let's do this. Let's kick it over Mr. Producer here from today's show sponsors and coming up. uh, I want you to share your fourth pillar and uh, foundation to your business. The only app every landscaper needs. Company Cam makes it dead simple to communicate, document, and problem solve with guys in the field, no matter where you are. Company Cam brings documentation, communication, and liability protection together in one simple, easy to use app for you and your entire team. Take unlimited photos and videos, share custom reports, create flawless before and afters, and even communicate and share progress with homeowners, with galleries and projects. Timelines all from your smartphone. Company Cam, the only app every landscaper needs. Check it out at companycam.com forward slash green or find it in your app store. The link will also be in today's show notes. Hey, friends, Paul here, and I want to share with you about the pricing matrix. The pricing matrix gives you the same edge as the pros this in-depth template spreadsheet is organized so that you simply input your job details such as what time did you get to the property? What time did you complete the work? How many employees were on the job? And then the formula will go to work for you so that you know exactly what your company is earning per man hour. And it also provides the suggested new rate that you should be charging so that you can successfully achieve your company's goals. The pricing matrix spreadsheet is compatible with Microsoft Excel, Google Sheets, etc., and it also comes with an explainer video on how to use the spreadsheet. You can get the template for the pricing matrix today at the greenindustrypodcast.com. Again, that's greenindustrypodcast.com. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15 minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. You are now listening to the Green Industry Podcast brought to you by Paul Jameson. All right, we are back, and I'm uh, going to share pillar number four, and then I'm going, I was telling Brent off air, um, my buddy Noah bought this old school boat, and um, as a as a project, is, uh, we got a really good deal on it. We've been fixing it up and, and basically putting everything in it brand new and turn it into a nice little boat to uh, get out there on the lake this summer, so I'm going to help him. A guy off Facebook is selling um, brand new seats for the boat, so we're going to go pick those up and try to take out the old seats, put in the new seats. That's, that's my afternoon project today. And then Lord willing, actually go out on the lake. So, um, you there,
1: Brent? I am there. That sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, sounds
0: ru- it, it's fun. This boat's a little, it's a little raggedy. Honestly, it's, it's a, it's a, 90- <laughs> it's a 1984. Um, uh, wow. and, uh, he got it for 2,500 bucks, but it's, it's worth $6,000. Um, his, nice. his friend, his friend wanted to just kind of bless him. And, you know, he's got, he's got a couple kids and a wife and, and the, the guy's got all kind of toys and he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, give me 2,500 bucks for it. And I mean, he, he could literally go around and sell it for five or six grand as is wow. effortlessly. And, um, but we're, we're putting like, we're taking out all the old seats, put new seats in and, and do it. We're upgrading basically everything, giving it an overhaul. My, my friend's one of the most handyman guys you could have, you can know. And so it's a fun project and uh, I enjoy helping him. And then, um, I just like being out on the lake, you know, it's 90 degrees out there. So, um, anyway, I say all all that to say, uh, that's, I have a time conflict here. I got, I gotta, I gotta go do that sooner or later. We're meeting the guy. Um, you know, Facebook, buying stuff off Facebook Craigslist. You oh, never yeah. go alone. You, you always got to <laughs> go with a, with a friend and with some, um, you know, ammo. So
1: yeah, you we, gotta have that buddy system. <laughs>
0: yeah. We, we are, we're going to go and, and make sure everything's above board and uh, get those seats. But anyway, we've got a re- qu- quick recap, uh, four foundation pillars in your business. Number one, generosity. Number two, community. Number three, hard work. What's number four?
1: Number four, last but not least, uh, this would be faith, uh, Paul, um, and, uh, just trusting God to provide. It's scary going, going out on your own, leaving the security of, of an employer and, uh, you know, knowing like, all right, I'm going to show up and and there's work for me and and I'll get a paycheck and and benefits and, and whatnot. But when you go out on your own, uh, for me, I, that means I need to trust God to provide, um, and He does. He does time and time again, and He and He shows Himself to be faithful time and time again. But uh, for some reason, believing, you know, believing that He will in, in the moments, you sometimes forget. You know, like it's like, wow, you've been so faithful. How, how am I so quick to forget that You will provide, like that You are good, that You come through. And, uh, I don't know the human nature. We can, we can be so quick to, to forget the good and just see the, uh, the storm that's right in front of our face. But, uh, yeah, pillar four: faith, trusting God and believing, you know, that that he has called me to start a kingdom minded business. And what do I mean by a, a kingdom minded business? Well, Kind of pretty much what we've been talking about this whole time um with the four pillars is like really living this out and, and not just saying these things but living them out and that that's where it gets scary and that's where it gets hard when you actually have to put it into action and, and being generous and um and all these things and just knowing like all right god you're gonna you you say this um if you if you so generosity you'll you'll reap generosity and that's you know it's like oh yeah yeah that's so true but then what happens when you really have to live that out that's hard that's scary that requires faith you know to to carry through on that and to follow through on on that um so that would be that would be my my fourth fourth pillar and then it goes a little deeper um I'm going to share, share a quote from John Stone Street. He said, if my job is the highest thing that I'm about, if the most important thing you do is something other than God himself, that is a recipe for disillusionment, disenfranchisement, marriages ending, lost hope and purpose. There's a lot in that quote right there, right, Paul? Like, I mean, and and I can be so guilty of this where I'm like, all right, my job is, because it's so urgent it becomes the the highest thing that I'm about and i and I have to take a few steps back and slow down and be like whoa 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 you know this is not the most important thing god is and, and trusting him and, and having a relationship with him like he he loves us he he created us to have relationship with him and to and to run profitable businesses you know like that that is part of it but that's not the biggest thing. That's not the most important thing. And we won't find satisfaction in life. And I believe this. We won't find satisfaction in life until we're satisfied by knowing Jesus. That That's the highest thing. That That's what life is all about. And uh, I know not everybody believes that or sees it that way. But for me, that, that's that's it right there. And so when like this week has been super rough and things go wrong, it's all right. I'm sitting here in in my house. I'm I'm drinking a good cup of coffee in my favorite mug, the sun's shining. you know, life, life is good and and it's okay. And so that, that, that's pillar number four there, Paul is, is faith.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, I was just talking with Andrew yesterday. I was sharing with him and uh, about some things going on and he's like, man, it sounds like you got some worry, Paul, and, and some fear going on. Uh, which mm. isn't good, and, and he's like basically in and Andrew. I have a close relationship, so he can just call me out on stuff bluntly <laughs> and and directly. But he's like, it sounds like you're not trusting Jesus because I I was Ooh. all I was fretting and I was getting worried and I was getting all um, basically I was trying to make a bunch of stuff happen just with my grit and and hard work mm. and and, and uh, it, it, with my um I was trying to get all. Uh, you know rambunctious to get a bunch of things done because it seemed like a few things just aren't falling into place and working out and things like that and and I realized wait a minute'm I'm, I'm getting uh, worked up and fretting and, and worrying and stressing and instead of trusting in Jesus and actually going to him in prayer, and to talk, you know, talk to God and say, listen, Lord, what's going on with this situation? What, what do I need to be doing? What do I not need to be doing and putting it in his hands and, and turning it into an actual conversation in prayer with God. I was turning it into worry and, and, and then, you know, talking to Andrew and I don't know if it's gossip or not, but just, you know, kind of pouring out my heart to him. And and instead of first, I didn't go to Jesus and be like, you, you know, cause when, He's our singular focus our, our eye is full of light and our heart is full of peace and our business gets guided we have you know clarity and direction and prosperity and, and everything in our business goes well when 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 Jesus is in first place but when we get distracted with the busyness and all of the opportunity out there, our eye gate can can go off of Jesus and then and then we can just get you know, focused on the world and then things just start falling apart. So I haven't, Mm. I haven't um, mastered the abiding reality where my eyes are focused on Jesus. And I, as that kingdom business that you talked about, that I'm actually, you know, um, operating my business with God, you know, all all in it and around it and and leading it. And and I'm trying to get to that point where the favor of the Lord is just guiding this business. And I'm, I'm having discernment of what customers to let go, what customers Mm. to say no to, what customers to say yes to, at what price. And you like all these things and what equipment and what, there's so much that goes into it that I don't want to just make my own decisions. I, you know, I want, I want Jesus, I want Jesus to be guiding me, um, in this business. He, he created the universe, you know, (laughs) I mean, he, he knows where, how to put the, the planet Earth and the moon and the sun <laughs> and all of that in order and uh, you know, then you get into wow. the earth and all the, the oceans and mountains and the intricacies of the human but he, he knows what he's doing. And so yeah. a little a little lawn care pressure washing uh business and and things like that. It's like yeah, he can make this thing prosperous and he can he can guide us. Um you you know mentioned uh, yesterday's program I think it was about me actually letting go of a business uh, that was in a the richest, you know, one of the richest neighborhoods in America, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I gave it away, uh, basically. Wow. I pro. it's a, it's a long, it's a two-year transition program, but just because I want to follow Jesus. And, and if he wants me in another city doing something else, I don't want to, I don't want to just idolize my business and it has to be here and it has to go this way. And, uh, you know, he's teaching me to, to really trust him. And so I'm, I, I'm encouraged wow. that, you know, there's other lawn bros out there that, that want to have um, Jesus at the center of the business. It's really encouraging.
1: Oh my goodness, Paul, you have no idea. Uh, I remember when I first stumbled upon you, I, I was, I think I literally like teared up just because of what you were sharing. I was like, oh my gosh, there's, you know, there's people out there who who think the same way and who are actually, you know, uh, putting this into action. And I told my wife about you and, and like, it was just really so encouraging and, um, man, God bless you. Uh, and I know that, uh, you have such awesome things ahead of you, Paul, and it's, it's just going to get better and better. And uh, I'm stoked to be following your journey. I've actually been watching those, those pressure washing videos. That's really cool. I like that, that echo machine. That looks fun. <laughs> yeah. The echo
0: PW 4,200 pressure washer. Yeah. Sir. That
1: looks real fun. Yeah. It, it, wow.
0: It is. Cool. cool, man. Well, I, cool. I got to um go help my buddy Noah uh, build this dream boat. Well, yes. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it's a dream boat. <laughs> it's a 37 year old boat we're resurrecting uh, to to have some fun on the lake this summer. But thank you. Yeah. Um, I gotta I gotta be there for him so uh, nothing nothing uh, crooked happens at the at the Facebook yeah. uh, purchase. It's, it's always a little you always drive a little slow rolling up to those. I don't know if you ever <laughs> bought anything off Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, but. Yeah. You got to be extra careful. So, hey, well, let people know where they can follow you.
1: Yeah, I'm on uh, Facebook, Mo Muscles, M-O-W, Mo Muscles on Facebook and on the YouTube uh, Humble channel there, um, documenting kind of getting the business up and going and then also fixing up our our house here and and trying to start a little homestead up here. So that's what the YouTube channel is all about there. Awesome. Well,
0: thank you for taking the time to share your um, pillars and then we'll get you back on the show sooner than later. And uh, you can teach us uh, some fitness tips. Awesome.
1: Paul. Have a great time on the lake, man.
0: All right. Thank you. Have a good day.
1: See ya. See ya.
0: Thank you to Brent for sharing those four pillars with us. Quick summary we have community, uh, generosity, hard work, and faith. And not in any specific order there, but I think that's great that Brent has those foundations in his business. Thank you to our friends at Company Cam and Gulf Coast Bookkeeping for sponsoring today's podcast. You guys can find out more, and all you got to do is click on the link that's in today's show notes, and it will take you to their respected websites, Company Cam. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. Also, I wanted to let you guys know uh, our book, Cut That Grass and Make That Cash. It's now an audio book as well. And it's actually four hours and two minutes narrated by me, produced by the best producer in the biz. And uh, this book starts back in 2011, where I shared the origin story of my first lawn care business. And I had a very limited experience at that point. I just cut the neighbor uh, growing up. When I was in high school, Frank next door cut his yard for 20 bucks using his mower. I did an edge, did blow. I just cut that grass and I made the $20 bill. And uh, so that was my experience when I started a lawn care business. And so you can imagine I made a lot of mistakes in those early uh, weeks and, and months and, and years of the business. And I share about it in the book, Cut That Grass and Make That Catch. And then I also share what b- principles I learned in those early stages, and so I hope that my ceiling can be your floor, and that the book can really help you uh, if you're looking to start and grow a, a successful lawn care business. Uh, this book is definitely written uh, for guys who who want their business to be uh, prospered. Pros- I try to say profitable and prosperous at the same time, Mister Producer. If you want your business to be profitable and prosperous, I think Cut That Grass and Make That Cash will definitely help you out. So Mr. Producer will put that link in today's show notes as well. And I think you'll enjoy the listen to my new audiobook, Cut That Grass and Make That Cash.
1: This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.